You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. This is a Skype call, and uh, brother, it's good to be uh, with you today. Uh, where, are we, where are we connecting from? You say you're down in Cape Town? Yeah. And Cape so, Town's uh, in Africa, yeah. So, Stephen, uh, tell us a, a little bit about uh, who you are. Are you uh, originally from uh, South Africa? Yeah. From from Cape Town, from a little a little town. Um, yeah, yeah, in Cape Town. What was uh like growing up there? Like, what was you into as a kid? I was um, very into uh, uh, surfing. Nice. And, um, I was into uh, sports, outdoor sports. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, it's a very beautiful place that I grew up. So it's lots of nature, and so I was really into that being outside. And um, my first like twelve years, thirteen years of my life was just like I felt like just bumming around outside a lot. <laughs> yeah, man, I've yeah. Uh, I've heard this just about like uh, surfing as a sport, but I've heard of like uh, you know when you go out to surf, it's like a extremely rigorous workout to where you're you're burning like three thousand calories at a time oh yeah yeah man it it's it works works the whole body and um uh gets you really connected with nature it's awesome i mean and surfing here in cape town um the water is really cold so oh, yeah uh, it's stimulating that way as well yeah so, like Cape Town in that area, is that is that going to be the Atlantic, or or is that on the other side? That's yeah, that is um, the Atlantic and the Indian Ocean. They they kind of meet at 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 Cape at the Cape, and um, so on one side of the peninsula you have the Atlantic, and the, on the other side you have the Indian, and uh, and the Indians are a lot warmer. Yeah. Um, and not as yeah. So and then that 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 east coast is all Indian, Indian Ocean gets a lot gets really warm the further you get up. It's kind of tropical. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And so, so kind of oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, oh, so like, how did you get into music? Was it like uh, were your friends or were your parents playing records at home or? What, how did how did you get into uh, how did you get into music? Yeah, um, 
my folks were, were always they were always playing music around the house but uh, I, I liked it I it didn't really strike me till uh, till I was about 13 and started um, hearing um, Nirvana and stuff like Nirvana and like uh, Oasis and Blur oh yeah um, those kind of bands really I don't know who introduced me to that I think it was so a friend of mine told me that there was um, <clears throat> um, a DJ that would play uh, rock music from 10 to 12 on weeknights and mm -hmm. so I, I, I tuned into him and he started playing that stuff and I was just like that's when it really clicked and it was around the exact same time that the band started um, <clears throat> and I, I didn't really I didn't play an instrument or do anything really. I just we, we got invited to we got invited to open for this band in town, um, and we didn't actually have a band. Um, <laughs> How <laughs> did that work? <laughs> the guy who invited us, he's like, we need an opener, and there weren't a lot of bands in this area at all at the time. They weren't, yeah, we were like the only ones really. It's this band playing. <laughs> One of the guys in the band was like, why don't you guys, you guys, you know, you're into music. Why don't you form a band and open for us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. So we, I think my brother was playing a little bit of guitar at the time. Um, but I, I hadn't sung or played anything. And so we had about two weeks. So we wrote, I think we wrote about four or five original songs um, from some poetry that I'd written in school or something. And, mm -hmm. and I got up on stage uh, just with my microphone and <laughs> just sort of word, <laughs> worded and half sung these songs and I just totally loved it. Um, and then from that point on, I just dove right in. I, was, I started playing bass and getting really into that and started studying jazz. And yeah, I was on my way from there. Yeah, so that yeah. that kind of leads me to, uh, and I guess it leads right into this is uh, the Civil Twilight. Is is that what that band would turn into? Yeah, yeah, same guys, the same three dudes. <laughs> and you said um, it was you and your brother. Yeah, me and my brother, and uh, and Richard, he played drums, and he lived down the street here. Yeah. And uh, so we, yeah, we, that's how we started. We got together. We didn't really know about it. We didn't really know anything about anything. I mean, we, we didn't even know that there was like, you know, that you did gigs and stuff. We just sort of, we would just rehearse for hours and hours because that's, we thought bands play. So bands just play. So we just played. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I like that. And so, I mean, that sounds like something that was really pure and like really authentic. And, mm -hmm. you know, just with music today is, um, you know, a lot of it, you know, you, if you were to go to Nashville and there's, there's a lot of great musicians, but they have a way that they're trying to sound and, you know, they want to be on the radio, they want to get the gig, they, you know, this and that. Mm -hmm. And it takes the, the purity and the authenticity out of it to where, you know, it's, it's basically canned music at this time. And mm -hmm. so I've been listening to this podcast. It just came out yesterday. It's called The Alabama Astronaut. Mm -hmm. 
And so my friend, Abe Partridge, he spent uh, most of his pandemic, the 2020-2021, uh, up in Appalachia. Uh, so this would be like North Alabama, West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee. And he spent time with uh, snake handlers. Mm-hmm. And so what he found was their music was very rockabilly. And it was very, it was very rock and roll. And it wasn't anything that you would hear like in a regular church service, like at a Baptist church or, you know, Anglican or anything like that. It was it was totally unique on top of of, you know, they were handling snakes and drinking strychnine and other poisons. Crazy. And uh, they, miracles, you know, and it's, you know, his year and a half time, he said, I've, I, I saw miracles. I, I saw it, you know, I've. Mm. I saw I saw some strange things. He, I saw a guy take up a snake, and it went limp, and it died in his hand. And I was like, "That's mm. that is wild," you know. That's crazy. But uh, that's that's what he kind of landed on, and that was the purpose of that podcast. I think it's mm. nine episodes. It's eight or nine episodes. It takes about eight hours to listen to uh, the entire series, but uh. That was what he found was it was it was really pure and really raw. And it's exactly like kind of what I'm imagining you and your brother. And uh, what was the drummer's name? Richard. Richard kind of yeah. had it's like y'all kind of got thrown into this. And uh, did y'all have uh, your brother play guitar? Yeah, you know, he, he, he was, he, was he classically guitar. trained or anything? No, no, no. He I think he got a few lessons, you know, a few months or weeks before. That first yeah. gig, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was really it it was pure. I mean, it was yeah. There's only much else to do around here. Um, it's a tiny little town, and it was like, and it was just a lot of fun. It was like we didn't have any. Um, it, w- it was purely for the feeling of it, man. We just loved the feeling of playing together. Yeah, um, you know all that stuff about wanting to take over the world and become rock stars. That all came later on, and actually, that was fed to us many by other people. I think for us, it was like, you know, we always had some some ambition to be really good because we mm-hmm. wanted we wanted to have that feeling of being good, of knowing what we were doing. You know, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it was just for just to be together. Yeah. You know? And so, like, tell me a little bit more, like, with Civil Twilight, and, I mean, y'all got to do a lot of cool things, such as, like, uh, play with the likes of Jimmy Eat World and other bands, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how did, when when y'all first got Steam, like, coming off of that gig y'all got thrown into, what did, what did that begin looking like for you? Um, well, we start, we uh, moved to Los Angeles um, when I was about 21, and then... Years and years later, we we eventually recorded a, a record <clears throat> um, in South Carolina, actually. Nice. And, uh, yeah, Greenville, South Carolina. We recorded that first record, and uh, and then we toured a little bit, and eventually got a record deal with somebody. And then years later, <laughs> after they shelved us and didn't really know what to do with us, we uh, we eventually hit the road and and kind of just started picking up shows as we went on the road and radio stations started playing us as we were out there. And then we kind of just kept going. And so we were on the road continuously for like two or three years, that first, first run. And, uh, 
and then all those kind of shows started coming in, you know, bands yeah. that we'd, we'd, some of the bands that we'd listened to growing up, um, we just, yeah, it was amazing. It's looking back, it's like pretty, yeah, pretty amazing, man, to, to, to get that opportunity to be thrown in there. And we didn't, you know, we, America's a big country and a lot of music, a lot of amazing bands. And somehow we were able to, to, to make it to the point where we could actually do it for a living and tour, you know, which is like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about, of uh, you know, you said the record later label had shelved y'all. Um, mm -hmm. so at that time was y'all's, uh, contract or agreement was it up to where y'all were kind of independent or on your own or did they did they still like have an agent that was working for you or <clears throat> they they were they were a an indie record label but they um were extremely successful and with past bands and so i think they were a little bloated and didn't really know they just had lots of money but they didn't really know how to work a band like us at the time and uh, <clears throat> they didn't think we had any hits or anything on the record, so they um, they shelved us. Uh, it was it was a call. The, the guy who signed us was like the president of the label, but nobody else on the label really believed in what we were doing. <clears throat> so um, so I think it was like an unanimous call to just like let's just let's just put this band aside for a year, you know, and you just see what happens. Yeah. So we just kind of, that's when we moved to Nashville and we just kind of bummed around Nashville for a year. <clears throat> and eventually we got a call um, from a record label, from a, a radio station in Texas saying that they want us to come play at the studio. <laughs> that's nice. kind of how it started. And then from that point on, it was just like, it just spiraled, you know, when yeah. we were on the road, yeah. What about with the uh, the creative process? It sounds like uh, y'all didn't really uh, let that get you down as far as like they put you on a shelf. You know, y'all kept y'all kept moving, you kept working, you kind of <clears throat> you just kept going. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we had. Um, I know, I don't know. <laughs> I look back at. I think honestly, I was just happy to be in a new city. I was having. I was happy just just to. Ah, uh, explore, you know. I wasn't really, I knew that something would happen eventually. Um, but it was, it was still a new country. America was still a very exciting place and very unknown for us. And so to be in a new city and it, to explore and I don't know, I was just, I was just having fun. Of course, I wanted, I wanted things to work out. I had ambition, but I, <clears throat> but I was having a good time, man making friends there and you know at the time Nashville was, was kind of small and and uh, everyone knew each other so it was like great place to make friends super cheap it was so just go out drinking every night and yeah. get into trouble it was awesome <laughs> yeah Nashville has uh, certainly changed a whole lot like everything that you described about it then it is you know uh, I was recently up there about a year and a half ago and I was in East Nashville and I remember that scene being totally different just 10 years ago. Oh, and man. It's, it's, you know, it's just totally different. Yeah. Night and day. I didn't recognize it anymore. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. it's, I, think, I think it's like doubled in <clears throat> population since we moved there. Yeah. 
yeah, super good place to be there. Um, very good people. And uh, and it made sense ge geographically too, you know, being where it is, we could just bounce East Coast. Um, you know, That's pretty right. easily. Yeah, it was good. So tell me a little bit about your writing process. And you mentioned it earlier uh, when y'all were getting ready for this first gig. It's like you had these old poetry uh, poems that you had. Uh, mm. Is that typically the way that you approach songwriting today? Is it poetry first and then here comes music? Or is it everything is just a little different? It's, it's uh, usually, it's usually um, kind of come, comes out at the same time. Kind of like uh, I'll have a, a vague idea of what I of what I'm into or what I want to hear, and then I'll just start strumming and, and um, singing about a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like well, singing, you know, singing tongues or something like that. And something comes out, and you can start your subconscious put something together, and you can latch onto that and then build on it. You know, mm -hmm. um, but I am more curious now about writing lyrics first i've actually never tried that fully and i've never like done a whole record like that and i think it'd be very interesting i've uh like personally with my songwriting right now is man I, it's it's typically that way is i've got about seven eight songs that are just words right now that i believe in so you know technically it would just be a poem and like what i found over the years is like if i just can't get a melody or some kind of a riff or something together is usually like I'll take two or three of those ideas and mash them into one. And then you just mm -hmm. have like one song out of like those three ideas. And so it's kind of, mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy. Like when you start sitting on a lot of ideas. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That gets, um, yeah. What do you do with that? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got so much crap. I, it's almost disheartening if I look on my hard drive and like check all the stuff that all these like snippets of ideas and stuff that I I don't know if you if I'll ever have the energy to go through any of them, <laughs> through all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So man, uh, walk me through uh, one and zero. That's the title track off of your latest solo album, uh, one zero. Uh, what about that process? How did that song come to be? Um. <clears throat> That was um, written in LA. My my wife and I had just moved there. We spent we, we moved there. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons, or the moment you discover the life changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like in the middle of the lockdown, actually, and uh, ended up staying two years, and so that was written 
kind of during that time. Um, and yeah, I was new in you know, LA. Was had a few friends there, but it was every, everything. LA changed so much during that time. It like the lockdown really put people in a funk, and it took them a long time to get out of it. You know, so it changed the like social dynamic of the city entirely. So I didn't. I felt kind of lonely a lot of the time, and or not lonely. I felt alone, mm-hmm. and uh, which was which was great for me. I needed that, and I needed to sit there with some ideas. So, so yeah, I actually bought a um, like a sample drum machine um, a few months prior, and I was messing around with that thing, and I would just record like sounds around the apartments, you know, hitting like pots and dropping stuff, and and recording it, and then putting in a sample and making beats out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it started. And it has this, the, 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 the sound machine has this little bass sounds, like synth sound that's really badass. And so I was just messing around with that. I, that's kind of how it came about, yeah. Just uh, walking around the house. <laughs> yeah, That's cool. That's cool, man. Like, uh, just with the way social media and the way it, like, feeds me, like, just with Instagram or whether it be uh, Facebook, the reels, and it, it leads me down these weird rabbit holes of like kind of like what you're talking about is like people are just taking, uh, you know, pots, pans and, uh, a water droplet and then slowly putting all these things together. And then other musicians jump in and, you know, they put their own little twist on it and it kind of just, it grows mm-hmm. and grows. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think that's really something like the creative types really, uh, honed in on like during the lockdown and, not really being able to, uh, you know, engage in normal life, you know, you just kind of yeah. stuck, you're kind of stuck with yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, which was, yeah, I had, I had a friend, um, in, uh, Tallahassee, uh, who I'd send some tracks to and he would send some stuff back to me. Um, then go back and forth. And so he, he played on like, three tracks from of the new record coming out um this month uh so that was the first time working that way as well like back and forth three three emails with ideas you know um yeah it was interesting i don't think that's that's like the whole lockdown thing changed the way people write songs too in a way mm-hmm. still there yeah it might be a little, it might be me yeah. <clears throat> um, I think people had to get used to um, writing over Skype and uh, FaceTime and stuff. And um, some people just, uh, after the lockdown was over and everything, some people just kept doing that. <laughs> I think it's like yeah. changed people collaborate. You know, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So what about with the with the new solo uh, record? Like, what what led you to uh, want to go down the solo route? Um. Well, actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I I put out a record two three years ago, two years ago, and it was my. It was called uh, Ethio. It was put out on the same record label that I'm on now, um, and I was like. When I did that, I was like, okay, I think I'm down for a while. And then I made this this record during that time, you know. 
And I didn't mm-hmm. think I'd release it. I, I I forgot that I'd actually what my process was. I didn't think I would release it. I thought I'd just um, put it away or uh, maybe just put it out myself or something. And um, and then it ended up. Um, so I just sent it to my friend who's the, who's the label guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, man, anything you want to put out, we can put it out on our label and you know help you out." So I thought, okay. Yeah, let me do that. So it, was, <clears throat> it wasn't actually really meant to be anything, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> nice. It just kind of worked for you, huh? Yeah, it was, it was um, just a, like a collection of demos, you know? Yeah. Um, and I sent them to my friend in, in the UK, and he mixed them. Um, it's pretty roughly done, you know? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't really meant to be anything, yeah. But I really like the way it's turned out. Um, yeah, I'm proud of it. So, I mean, you mentioned bass. Was that that was your first primary instrument? Yeah, yeah, bass. Um, because uh, nobody else wanted to play bass. You know, <laughs> it was there. <laughs> Everyone wants to be a drummer and a guitarist. You know, it was like it was early '90s. You know, so it's like, yeah, rock and roll. I know bass. Nobody was very interested, so I, I decided I was going to play bass, and then play bass and sing, which I didn't really want to do. But I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. And and so, what would be some of the uh, the other instruments you would go on to pick up? A little piano, guitar, or what else? Yeah. Into? yeah, I got into guitar after that a little bit, and then piano I started getting to when we were living in uh, Los Angeles. We were. Um, Bumming around, like staying in a lot of people's houses and stuff. Um, we saw, we got this, we got a lot of gigs, uh, house sitting for people. Mm-hmm. You know, people go away for a few months or, you know, so we go stay in their houses and there's one house at a piano in, and um, I started playing on that. I'd never played it before. I started just like dabbling on that and uh, just loved it. Didn't know what I was doing, but I just like, it closed my eyes and just hit something and it would, I just loved it. And then I just sort of like went from there. Um, yeah, um, I'm not very, I'm not very good at like, yeah, at anything. I'm just kind of, uh, I, uh, it's just, it's out of necessity. I've had to try yeah. and learn all these things, you know, especially like recording my own music to like learning like logic and all that stuff. I'm not very techy, So I've had to like teach myself how to do that. Yeah, yeah, to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah, it's a, kind of the same thing. Like when I started doing this podcast, and like what uh, I was running off Pro Tools, and you know, I, I started playing with like recording and doing uh, field recordings with uh, musicians that I would be interviewing for the show. And um, it turned into a record. We put it out, it was a compilation record. Uh, it dropped about a month ago, and oh, uh, nice. we did. We did uh we did three hundred copies of it and uh, I think we got the steam. We're going to try to do it again and it's just it's a lot of fun. Like those field recordings and like a lot of it was done, you know, in their garage or on their porch because we were doing a lot of these recordings like during the pandemic and at mm. those times you know uh, this was before the vaccine. Like you know people were just kind of sketches like. I don't really want you around the fence. Nothing personal, but just in case you might have something, just mm-hmm. we'll rec- we'll record it outside and keep our distance. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I mean, it was a very yeah, and it was a very yeah, yeah, very interesting time. And like like you said, dude, it's like I'm not the biggest tech guy, and I was just made a lot of mistakes, but I was lucky to have some tech guys around me that really helps clean up all my mess, you know. Yeah, that's the beautiful part nowadays. You know, you could do it all yourself, make as much chaos and mess as you like, and then just get if you can afford it, get somebody to mix it for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go in there and clean it all up if you want. Yeah. Man, I mean, it's it's incredible that we can do so much on our computers. I mean, growing up, I would have <clears throat> flipped out if I had, you know, the, the capability to, to do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, what we're doing right now, we're talking yeah. other, other side of the world. Yeah. It would have freaked <laughs> me out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, right, dude, I've got uh, I've got three questions to uh, walk it out of the door. Mm-hmm. Is um, first one is one and zero? Is it officially out yet, or is the title track the only thing available? <clears throat> well, the um, the EP I put out um, instead of putting out singles before the record came out, I thought I'd put out two EPs, and so each one's got like uh, three songs on. Okay. Um, and so one and zero is the first EP from that batch, and um, uh, yeah, and this is the, and then the full length record comes out September twentieth. Yeah, is it? Did one and zero? Did that come from like binary and like just learning to be the tech guy? Is that where that came <laughs> from? <laughs> That's certainly in there for sure. <laughs> uh, it, it comes from. Uh, it's a lyric. Um, it's actually a lyric from another song um, talking about um, the monotony of life <clears throat> and how how we how it's the little things that get in here and start to mess things up and like and that's where I used the you know it was like the leak in the ceiling pebble in the shoe kind of naming naming all these things that kind of like they're small, but they end up really like wearing you down. And mm-hmm. uh, and one and one and zero was in that, you know. It's like the nice. we we had to think about uh, all this is just one and zeros, and they're just like they can just slowly wear you down. The simplest little thing, you know. Yeah, got you. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, question two. It's it's a two parter, but. Uh, as far as uh, keeping up with you, uh, is Linktree or is there any social media you're more active on? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram, okay. old school, because what, like, I don't know, what's what's the big one now? TikTok. And oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I don't really keep up with that. With that, I'm, I'm too old for that shit. So I'm just like. Instagram. That's all I'm already on right now. I, I occasionally go on Facebook. I forget that I have Facebook, and I'll I go you. on there every <laughs> every six months. I'm like, oh right, yeah, I have a Facebook page. I gotta do something about that. <laughs> I could promote something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, just just about uh, promoting. Uh, have you got any uh, shows or anything lined up with the with the release of this record? As far as and where are you going to be at? I'll be here actually. Um, I'll be in Cape Town, which is great because the record um, has a lot of Cape Town in it. You know, that's it's. I think it's a lot of 
it's written from a little bit of nostalgia and remembrance of this place. So, so it's appropriate that I'll be here. I, I don't know. I don't have any plans. I was going to see if I could put together some shows while I was here, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm just, um, I might just have a barbecue or something. <laughs> a celebratory barbecue. <laughs> that sounds like a plan, man. <laughs> uh, well, I like that. Uh, I, well, I've got two questions now instead of just one, but uh, like, what is what is like the sound of Cape Town? Is that really going to be encapsulated in this record? Like, uh, nah, I wouldn't say. Uh, the sound of Cape Town is, um, I mean, stylistically, like musically, I don't even know. I mean, it's all over the place, mm-hmm. um, and I guess it's just relative for me. The sound of it would <laughs> it's going to sound so lame, but it's sound of the ocean it's the sound of (laughs) the wind it's like a very windy it's a very gorgeous place and uh there's a sound in that somewhere i think yeah and hopefully that hopefully that's in everything i do but i think it is um the sound of cape town wind (laughs) in the background i got you I've really, uh, really enjoyed chatting with you. Last question was, what was your favorite part of this interview? Um, I love the fact that you're in your truck driving around with a little, <laughs> <laughs> um, super relaxed, man. And yeah, um, yeah. I was, uh, I was really excited about this opportunity, man. And uh, I'm glad uh, Nikki uh, got us hooked up. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, doing a deeper dive on uh, civil twilight and like this is what's this is what's great about this podcast is uh, being able to talk to musicians from all over the country or all over the world now and uh, really get to figure out like where in the heck did that sound come from you know uh-huh yeah, <laughs> dude yeah well, i wish you all the best with, with it man and uh yeah I mean, we'll, we'll chat again sometime i'm sure Right, dude. Yeah. Well, uh, you take care of yourself, all right? You too, man. Drive safe, then.
When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.